Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Thursday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, Mike Schaefer in for the 7 o'clock hour, as always on Thursdays, Rick Heyman's Song of the Day, 6.45. You know what else is today, though, Sip? What's that? It is July 7th at 7.7. It is the running of the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we've talked about (laughs) that before. We have? Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it. Um, also, what has happened? Okay. Thank you for the re- <laughs> refresher. Still wouldn't do it after all these years. I don't think I would. Doesn't want to get bored by a bull. I get that. I get it. I understand, man. And for what? Um, interestingly, I heard on the radio this morning though. You know the Iowa Cubs play in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. Their outfield, Tri- most of their outfield wall blew down in a windstorm. It blew down. Yeah. <laughs> They have a chain link fence. Interesting. Out there. At AAA, yeah. they have a chain AAA, link fence. Triple yeah, A, they just caught it. Yeah, he's caught. That. I, I guess when I compare like Werner Park, which is where the Storm Chasers play, the same division as as the the Cubs, I would think you wouldn't have a chain link fence. Well, it's temporary. It's temporary. You understand? Yeah, but what they had before then, it, whatever it was, blew down <laughs> in a windstorm. You ever seen a Werner Park before? Uh, Werner in, Park. In, I've driven by. I, I, there's no way that, that that wall could blow down. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. It has a berm built up to it. The grass would prevent that from falling. Unless it, I don't know how, how it could fall, possibly. Storm Chaser swept the Cubs last night, by the way. And congratulations to your Royals on a 7-4 win. Wow, look at you. Yes, the Royals actually, the pen did not blow the game for once. Yeah. The bullpen has been reasonable. just atrociously bad this season. Well, who's that coming out of there? What's his name? Well, they got several guys. They, they, they got Scott got Barlow in the, the ninth, possibly, or Josh Tamon, okay. maybe. Okay. They've, they've been terrible, though. I mean, the whole season's been terrible. They're actually hitting the ball and scoring runs, but the bullpen gives up the games at the very they, end. They still have Matheny at the Yeah, he's helm. a joke. He's a joke. He's at the helm. He's a joke. <laughs> he's a joke. <laughs> All right. We have things to talk about today. Yeah. We're going to get to Ireland. We're yes, we do are. Our do's and don'ts. We are, just about, we are just about to 50 days away from Ireland. The countdown is is on. Yes, but the game is getting closer and closer by the minute. Yes, um, that, and we'll talk about a team you feel on Nebraska's a team on Nebraska's schedule that you feel might be overrated. I would take you on on that. 
Um, we'll go there right now. Yeah, there's some. I, this is an interesting discussion. Yeah, there's a lot of facets about this that are interesting. Okay, I want to start with that four zero two four six four five six eight five. I saw this yesterday. So this is from the media. Uh, I saw the preseason All Big Twelve team was released yesterday, and only one Oklahoma player was on the. Uh, all Big 12 first team on offense or defense. And that, by the way, was their punter, whose name is Michael Turk. He's a redshirt senior. Uh, Average 51 punt, fifty-one yards per punt last that's year. That's it, though. That's the only uh, – there's there's nobody else. I'm seeing a bunch of Baylor players here. I see five Baylor players in the first team, all Big 12. I see several Iowa State players on offense, three Iowa State players on offense. I see Kansas State represented more than once. And just one – Oklahoma player, the punter. Now, I don't know if that changes any thoughts on the talent of Oklahoma or, or what people are considering with that with that game. But are we are we <laughs> is there a chance that we are overestimating how good Oklahoma is this upcoming? Well, there's season? always that chance. I, I was, I mean, for people who or wondering the quarterback it's Spencer Sanders on the Oklahoma tw- State. Yeah, 2022 preseason all Big 12 team. Uh it is interesting that you don't see any Oklahoma players on that list. You could have put just the punter. Yeah. You could have I'm I'm a Who are the receivers? The receivers are Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State, Quentin Johnston from TCU and Xavier Worthy from Texas. Mar- That's the receivers. Marvin Mims could have easily been on that list. Marvin Mims I'm reading Lindy's magazine right now is one of the best receivers in the country and he'll be, he'll be, you know, he'll be very determined to prove his draft stock this year. 69 career receptions, 19.1 yard average, 14 TDs. Mims could be on there. I'm surprised he's not, but you got to start the conversation with, I'd say three guys Okay, with three guys. The obvious is one one's obvious Brent Venables. Now, think about Brent coach. Venables. Think about Venables. I mean, the more I think about Venables, the more I like the hire. If only – well, not there's, there's, there's a lot of reasons. Number one, think about who he's coached under. Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder. Okay? Bill Snyder. Let that sink Stun. in. Bob oh, Stoops. Snyder. And Dabo Sweeney. This is – this is a coach in Brent Venables who's coached in eight national championship games. As a coordinator. Uh, yeah, but you think how much – I mean, he had to. I mean, his assistants are saying right now that he's that he seems like he's been a head coach for years. I mean, of course he probably seems like that. He's He's been in the top lieutenant under Bill Snyder, Bob Stoops, and Dabo Sweeney. Pretty solid. <laughs> Pretty dang solid, actually, right there. Yeah. I always go next. You know where I go next, to the quarterback. I'm a little surprised. I'm not. I guess he shouldn't be surprised. But Dylan Gabriel is, I mean, that's a home run. He's very good. Yeah. And he's their offensive coordinator. I didn't know this. I didn't know this till last night. But Jeff Lebby came from Ole Miss and UCF. Gabriel and Lebby are hooked. Gabriel knows Jeff Lebby's system. This is a, it's a, like, that's a sound plan. Okay, we have not only Dylan Gabriel as our quarterback, we have Jeff Lebby, who, who, whom Gabriel worked under, who 
played under at UCF. I mean, they they there's I think they're set up really well. They're a little scarier than I thought. Do you think they're being underlooked then? Or? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're. I mean, the overlooked. They're ranked second in this in the. Well, let's 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 check check it out here. In Lindy's magazine, they are picked, I believe, second in the Big Twelve. Yes, they are picked second in the Big Twelve. Behind whom do you think? Mm, probably Baylor. No, Oklahoma State. Good really? guess, though. Baylor's three. Yeah, and Baylor won the conference last year. That's why I said that. And yeah. Also, five players on this first team list. O- Oklahoma State. Oh God, here we go. We're going to do this. Oklahoma State is rebuilding their defense. Well, they lost their stud, you know, yeah, great Jim Knowles. <laughs> great. I, I mean the great Jim Knowles yeah. to Ohio State. Yeah. and Yeah. Thank big, you for letting me talk about Jim he's Knowles. He's so good that the Oklahoma State still picked to win the Big 12 despite the loss of Jim Knowles, who I hadn't heard of until a couple of weeks ago, but you apparently think – is the second coming of, I don't know, name of the best Bud defensive Foster. Court. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oklahoma's pick second. Um, but I, I – and I get that. But I don't know that they're being overlooked that much. Um, I just – again, I, I was pretty taken aback yesterday yeah. when, when yeah. I saw that this came yeah. out. And this, this is the media, which are usually pretty high in Oklahoma. When you have one player, and it's a punter. I, I, and I know they, they probably have a bunch of guys who are close to being first team. I understand that. But when I see five Baylor players first team, I see Kansas State with three or, you know, three or four guys up there. Looks like three, five guys. K-State has, has five first team all Big 12 players seen by the media before the season. Five. Oklahoma won. That, that just that's just something I wasn't I wasn't expecting to see. No, I wouldn't. Ex- I would. I'm I'm a little taken aback by that too, to be honest. I, and again, Marvin Mims. Now I will say this: Marvin Mims is the only player that I would say that stands out. That stands out as someone who definitely should be on there. On on defense, Oklahoma lost two guys up front, two defensive linemen, and two linebackers. Nick Bonito. Yeah, he's one of them, Nico Benito. <laughs> Nick Benito. They lost two, so they lost two defensive linemen, two linebackers, and two safeties. The two defensive linemen they lost to the draft, the two linebackers they lost to the draft, one of the safeties they, they lost to the draft, and they lost another three-year starting safety to the portal. So they lost quite a bit on defense. Now, the defensive line does have experience, according to Lindy's Magazine, because, because they rotated guys a lot. There was a lot of rotation. I, yeah, I mean, it's it, they're, they're interesting. Let me put it this way. They're interesting. But in the more I looked at them last night, the more I thought, oh, no, no this is going to be a tough game. Well, I don't think anyone's saying it's going to be a tough game. Real just, tough. Maybe tougher than I thought maybe is what I was saying. That's yeah, why I was a little. Who out there is saying that it won't be a tough game? Nobody. I'm just saying that for those who thought this was a, a packed team of talent, that they were just going to be loaded – they still have a lot of talent, but they, they don't have anybody that's seen as a, 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 a crazy good player besides their punter as an all-Big 12 first-team preseason pick. Dylan is one of college football's most seasoned QBs, Jake. I mean, doesn't Dylan Gabriel – Dylan Gabriel, I'm calling him by his first name. I've never met him. Dylan Gabriel is – I mean, doesn't he concern you a little bit? 
or a lot. Actually. Yeah, but he also has not played a full schedule against a you know power five. He's played in the you know with UCF against. I'd say weaker defenses there. Eric Gray is the running back, and I was impressed by him. Um, I mean, the defensive end group is good. Um, and, and again, I go back to Venables. I, I mean, do you think Venables will be a hit? Do you think it'll work changing the culture, changing it to a more defensive-oriented program? And Jake... A lot of people, a lot of Sooner fans were sort of waving bye-bye to Lincoln Riley. Well, uh, Brett Minnesota says this in the text line, 464-5685. Some of this with Oklahoma has to be overall perception of where the program is with Riley being gone, right? I mean, if he's still there, don't you, don't you think there'd be a few more guys on this list? Mm. Marvin Mims. That's the one I keep going to. I mean, Marvin Mims is a scary good receiver. They have a – I mean, they, they're not – they're not deep at receiver, but they have three good ones. They have Drake Stoops. Drake Stoops, remember, against Nebraska was a was a, a problem. pain in them. Yeah, he's a problem. What. Yeah, he's back. He's back. So is Theo Weiss. Theo Weiss is their, you know, he's their, he's the dude that trots out on the field and is six foot two, and you say, yeah, there's their, there's a dude. But they don't. Besides Theo Weiss, Marvin Mims, and Drake Stoops, not real deep at receiver. They don't have the big-time running back. But they have Dylan Gabriel. And they have a new, you know, an, kind of an exciting new aura about him. Venables, I, can, I guess I can see after reading about him last night why people are in Oklahoma are jacked up about Venables. Well, I just, I, I like Brett Venables, but if I'm a Nebraska fan right now, and I'm taking a little deeper look at that roster and saying, okay, they're, they're not bad, but they're not by any means elite uh, it's, as a program yeah you can tell i'm wrestling with this you no. start getting a little excited about hey if they can find a way to not shoot themselves in the foot the first three games the games they should win nebraska should win their first three games i have nothing wrong with saying that there's nothing wrong with saying that they will be favored and should beat northwestern north dakota and georgia southern they should do that if they don't shoot themselves in the foot or step their own toe they should enter that game being four and oh against oh sorry three and oh against oklahoma and it doesn't appear to be an overwhelming matchup for Nebraska. You know what? You know what? I think you're right. As long as you're acknowledging that it'll that it would be an upset win if Nebraska beats Oklahoma. Well, it depends how they start their season. Yeah. And Nebraska how they start theirs. As it stands right now, I'm still I still would say it would be an upset for Nebraska to win. Come on. Who who would not say that? Yeah, it would be. Well, Nebraska's coming off a three nine season. They haven't right. made a bowl game in five years. Oklahoma, at the end of the day, I mean, okay. They let me put it this way: wins are yeah. Let me put year. it this way. Let me put it this way. You read these magazines, Lindy's. There's some things that stand out to you. Lincoln Riley, it says. Lincoln Riley. This is out of Lindy's Magazine. I'm reading Lindy's Magazine. It's the off-season. We can do this. Don't come on. Early break. Sponsored by Lindy's Easy, Magazine. easy. You can do it. It's a preview magazine. This is what it says. Lincoln Riley won lots of games and Big 12 titles be- before falling short last season. Falling short. 11-2. and two. That's short. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take that short. Falling. Bring that to yeah, we fell short 11-2 and two in Nebraska. Shoot. Falling short. Yes. Go back to Jeff Lebby. Jeff Lebby is the OC that 
I mean, I Venables hired an excellent staff, it would appear. It would appear. Jeff Lebby, over the last three seasons, Lebby directed offenses at UCF and Ole Miss that ranked in the top four nationally in total yards and top 20 in scoring. The Rebels led the SEC in total offense in back-to-back seasons. Hmm. And in 20, the COVID year, averaged 562 yards in the SEC. That's a lot. Your hope is that it takes more than four games for that offense to click with Jeff Lepi. Why are you laughing? Maybe by October. That's just a lot of yards. I know. 560 yards per game. And they got Dylan Gabriel. and That was in the SEC. And they got Dylan Dylan Gabriel. I'm going to keep saying that. They Dylan they, Gabriel is a good quarterback. He's not. He's not phenomenal though. He's very. He's good. He's yeah, good. Yeah, I'm not saying he's phenomenal. I, you know, I'm not saying he's phenomenal. I'm saying if he gets on a roll, he'll be in the Heisman talk though. If he gets oh, on yeah, a roll, very possible. Yeah, sure. I mean, do you think Oklahoma's going back to it? Like, a, are they? Do you think they'll slide back to like a nine win team? It's which possible. is still fine. Which yeah. is that's not good for them. But nine wins is very possible for Oklahoma. Yeah, you. I mean, this feels t- to me like you are drinking some. You're just guzzling Kool Aid right now. How is that Kool Aid? I'm drinking like the the anti Kool Aid for Oklahoma. Yeah, you're no, you're poisoned drink- for them. I know. You're drinking like Kool Aid Kool Aid for Nebraska because you're thinking. Hmm. No, let me ask you this before we get to Vince four zero two four six four five six eight five. I just read off that that Oklahoma per the media. They had the they're all Big Twelve first team announced yesterday for the football season. One player, the punter Michael Turk. Does that do anything in terms of your belief in Nebraska's chances in that football? They have a punter that averages fifty one yards per punt. Based on that alone, I might pick Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, I would advise you to not pick them because of that. But it is impressive. You know what I'm saying. I got you. They seem to have a special team's edge. Yeah. Well, hey, don't doubt Bill Bush. Don't yeah, doubt yeah, yeah. Bill Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not punting. But he's, he's just coaching, coaching the, punter. the punters. Yeah. Uh, let's get a call from Vince four six four five six eight five. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good morning, Vince. We need some energy. Bring some, please. Bring some and then some. But, okay. Uh, first okay. of all, Sip, I'm a little overdue for this, but happy birthday. Oh. And now, relevant to your new age, you know I like to do this age jersey thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- give me some. Give okay. me some. <clears throat> okay, 56. 56, yes. Lawrence, T- Lawrence Taylor. Mm, troubled. Very troubled, but thank you. <laughs> I mean, enough, enough said, but I will also add Buster Great Rob Zadiska. All right. Oh, yeah, that's Rob a good Zadiska. one. That's a good one. What else you yes, got? Yes, indeed, and and he and he's a, and he also once played for the New York Football Giants. Okay. What else yeah, you got? But um, but as far as as, as far as it. the conversation goes, as far as the conversation goes about Oklahoma, I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't dream of calling them overrated, mainly because you know, number one, I mean, they're you know, I mean, because they've got a winning pedigree, not just not just historically, but of course, but of course, recently as well. Under Bob Stoops, and of course, uh, more recently under Lincoln Riley, and also given the fact that we've that we've had five straight losing years, six out of seven, you know, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's really our place to call anybody overrated. But all that being said, I think the game is uh, probably more gettable than we anticipated because they're breaking in a new quarterback, they're breaking in a new head coach, 
And as far as how good uh, Brent Venables can be as a head coach, I mean, that's that's something that I'm kind of taking a wait-and-see approach because, uh, I mean, there's no, there's no question that the guy's been a tremendous defensive coordinator throughout his career. And, um, but <clears throat> it's all a matter of, how does how does he make that translate? How does he make that transition? And also, it comes down to the key is what. I, and to me, you can win with an offensive coach or a defensive coach. It all depends on the opposite side of the ball. You know, are you smart enough to surround yourself with a good offensive coordinator if you're a defensive coach, or a good defensive coordinator if you're an offensive coach? But Nebraska last year more than proved that they can punch with Oklahoma. And and to your point, Jake, it's it's a matter of okay, you know that the the old elephant in the room. How much can we? <clears throat> how much you know? How much can we make that transition from not shooting ourselves in the foot? Right. And and, and? That, and that's what it comes down to, as much as anything. Uh-huh. And and I agree that you know this team should be quote unquote three and zero going into that ball game, but. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing right now. What? Whether you think Oklahoma is underrated, whether you think they're overrated, there's only one way you come to this game. What's that? The only way you come into this game is this: you put on the boxing gloves and you go out there and you fight with bloody knuckles. <laughs> Hell is. yeah! It's back. Bloody knuckles are back. Thank you, Vince. You go out there with boxing gloves. Um, and try to catch a ball with boxing gloves on. Thank you, Vince. Jake, are you picking Nebraska to win this game? No. Okay. However, that can change by that game time. See, this is if interesting. I, if, listen, You're I'm a scorned fan. This is what I mean by you drinking Kool-Aid. I'm saying it's not as scary as it would appear it's not. before the season. I'm, I'm giving you Nebraska that. Nebraska last year goes to Oklahoma and pushes them to the brink, right? Yeah. Nebraska could have won that football game. Mm-hmm. I, I would ask Oklahoma fans, I'm curious, if they if they like the situation now better with Dylan Gabriel versus Caleb Williams or Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an e- – that's a – yeah. What quarterback I, situation I think the answer would better? be – I think the answer would be, if you're an average Oklahoma fan, would say, I feel better about Caleb Williams than Dylan Gabriel, but I don't feel better about Spencer Rattler. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. Thank you, by the way, Vince – for bringing some energy. This is a low energy day for Jake. No, it's not. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you, just, you like when I yell. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to yell every day. I don't have to get mad about something every day or stare into, stare, space. stare into space. I just pointed out that, hey, Oklahoma's not so scary right now. Not so big, bad bully, are they? <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? You know what? As this conversation's evolved, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. They're tough. If Nebraska's going to win this game, it's going to be close. There's no I, way. No one would deny that. Yeah, no right? one's going to deny that. Out Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Nebraska's ready to beat a team like this. Everybody's probably wondering right now, okay, you haven't even talked about what they got back up front on offense. They got three offensive linemen back from an offense that ranked 18th nationally. Uh, scored 39 points a game. They're not. They have to shuffle their offensive line, though, and then and they brought in two transfers, two 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 players out of the portal. Um, they'll probably start for them. I, I just like what Venables has assembled in terms of, I mean, assembled meaning Jeff Levy as the offensive coordinator with 
with a connection, Lebby, to Dylan Gabriel. They have a connection. There's a plan there. And how, how do you think Oklahoma will be on defense? They lost some players. You said, I, but so. how do you think they'll be with Vanables? Well, with Vanables, I think they're pro- probably pretty solid. Yeah, or maybe better than solid. We'll see. Yeah. From the text line, RJ uh, believes that this poll, this media poll, is for getting some people that are important from Oklahoma, and they did a poor job assessing it. He says, Anton Harrison for Oklahoma is a projected top 10 pick at offensive tackle. How is he not first team all Big 12? I cannot... Speak for the media members that didn't pick him first team. Yeah, Anton Harrison, six six three ten, projected left tackle starter. He also says this: Marvin Mims, who you mentioned, and Theo Weiss were just named the second best receiver duel in the country by a publication. Yeah, are you guys sure that you read the right information? I, yeah, I am, but maybe the media members forgot that. Theo Weiss has been injury plagued. That's probably why you won't you didn't see him on there. He's had injury problems, but he's the dude that that trots out there. In pregame, and you say, "Whoa, look at number ten, Theo Weiss, six two, two hundred and one pounds, uh, junior." Marvin Mims is their produ- most productive receiver um, on the roster. He's five eleven, one seventy nine, crafty, crafty Marvin Mims. Um, I, and I, like I say, I like the running back, but it's a committee. They run, they go by committee. They're a committee running back. At least they were last year, and I think they'll be this year. So I don't know. I'm I'm still when I look at him I understand where you're coming from. Thank I'm trying you. to wrap Thank this you. up in my brain. I understand where you're coming from, but I would say this. This is about what you what you're how you perceive them going into the discussion. And I didn't perceive Oklahoma I perceived them to be gettable. And then so I had that I approached my study with that. And then when I studied him I thought Ooh, they're a little tougher than I thought. They lost a lot, but I thought, oh, the, I lo- the concoction looks pretty good. And they do got some well, dudes. We'll they see, still got some we'll dudes. We'll see how they're gelling all together with the new staff by game four. We're going to be talking. You know what? We're going to be talking about stuff like that so much more now in this college football world. Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, we'll by the way, if you were a player at Oregon State okay. – if you were a player at Oklahoma State, I'll mm-hmm. skip around conferences a little bit. Um, if you were a player at, I don't know, even in the ACC at Wake, wouldn't you be looking for a Big Ten or SEC school? I think you would. I mean, doesn't the leverage shift dramatically right now, especially if you were a Pac-12 player? Cal, what if Cal's, what if you're Cal's best player? Aren't you looking for a place? I don't know where my school is going to be next year yeah. or in two years. Yeah, and, and by the way, if you're smart, Nebraska, aren't you looking at poaching? I think you'd be poaching right now. Aren't you looking at some teams out there, out there? Even you know what I heard yesterday. You know what I heard? Just back channeling, talking on the phone. I don't know that the Big Ten's going to Washington and Oregon. So if you play for Washington, maybe maybe if I'm a Nebraska coach, I'm looking at Washington's roster right now. So you could say right now, and I'm surprised you haven't. So you're you're suggesting that they participate in illegal activity. Yeah. It's against NCAA. Hey, well, I'm, I'm all for it's it. It's not man. illegal, but it's illegal. By if the it's team. happening other places, then just join the party. Yeah. Join the party. Yeah. But isn't that going to happen? 
Of yes, course it's going, of course to it's going to happen. It's probably already happening right now. Yeah, the leverage the leverage is all with the Big Ten and the SEC. The moment that USC and UCLA jumped, I'm sure there was some, some discussions with, with players from other schools in the Pac-12, but hey, doesn't look so good for your conference right, right now. We well, got no, I don't know if no, I don't know if it, it happened that fast. Yeah, you never know. It's, this is an arms race. Yeah, you're friend. right. It's an it arms may, race. Maybe it did. <laughs> it might have. Maybe it did. Uh, Oklahoma's in that discussion. I'm sure they are. No, they're not. They're going to the SEC, Jake. They're fine. They're, they're they, playing. They could be poaching, out. though. They could be poaching. Yeah. They're not getting poached. I mean, they could be the ones poaching Washington and Oregon. Yeah, they could definitely be poaching. They could definitely be poaching. Isn't that what you do? But yes. It's a weird place to be in, but that's what's it's happening. College football's in a I, college football's. I'm not going to say it's in a bad place. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be negative. It's it's not in a healthy place, though. Right. No, it's not at all. Uh, looks like uh, right now Oklahoma's a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Nebraska. Five-and-a-half. Someone says it's starting at six-and-a-half. Five-and-a-half is all it is. Right now, yeah, as of this moment. All these things are weird to me. Nebraska was three-and-nine last season. Three-and-nine. Oklahoma was 11-and-two. Yeah. They're a five-and-a-half point Nebraska favorite. almost beat them last year, to be fair. You want to guess right now the, the lines for Nebraska versus North Dakota? I suppose. North Dakota's five-and-six, I think. Sub-500 team last year. Um, Nebraska's a 19-point. I'm, I'm seeing 29-and-a-half. 29-and-a-half. <laughs> this, is, this is a screenshot from Bird in Columbus. He got this from Oklahoma. Hello, website. Bird. Thank you, Bird. And then so he's the one who also says that Oklahoma is a five-and-a-half point favorite. Okay. And what do you think that Nebraska is versus Georgia Southern as a favorite? Jo- Georgia Southern, new head coach. New head coach, losing record last year. If, if there, it, it must be 21. 24. 24. Can you imagine that, Nebraska, after 3-9, and nine, just murdering two teams See, in a row? That's the thing. <clears throat> when, you, when you listen to people talk about Nebraska and see those lines, you don't think that. They're, they're an awful program, right? You never think that. No. It's time for them to sort of match expectation. Don't shoot yourself in the foot every freaking game. Yeah, match expectation. What's that mean? Well, what what's your expectation? You're say seven wins probably. Yeah, seven, six or seven wins. It may be eight. Yeah, right. If match. Things go, if you actually overperform, how about nine wins? Match that expectation of seven or eight wins. Match it. It shouldn't be impossible. No. You got the guys. I think you probably have the coaches now. How the offensive coaches gel, and that's the big question. But the defensive staff's intact. The defense lost some guys but picked up guys in the portal. The defense should be good. It should be good. I mean, there's no reason why that can't be a – not now, not with the additions. Oh, you just added – I mean, you, you were concerned <coughs> about the defensive line. Well, guess what? You took care of that by adding O'Shawn Mathis. Stephon Wynn, Devin Drew. Exactly. Took care of that problem. I think you did. You have Ty Robinson still on right. the defensive line. You have others. You have you have you have the polar bear. Now Nash. the polar bear's got to come into his own. The polar bear's got to come into his own. You have Colton Feast. They love him in the program. Um, he's hungry. They. So am I. Are you? Yeah. Well, well what are we going to do? You don't know the scotcheroos are gone. Need some oatmeal ASAP. <laughs> Just have some self-control. Okay, I'll try. All right. 
Well, we haven't talked about Dublin. We no, do we, right now. We have to do that right now. Right As of this moment, we are 51 days and four hours away, or five hours away, excuse me, from Nebraska Northwestern in Ireland. And it's time for our daily countdown to Dublin, which is sponsored by McKinney's Irish Pub in the Haymarket at 8th and P, the best Irish pub in Lincoln. Sip, it's your turn. Thank you to McKinney's. Yes, McKinney's is a wonderful spot, and thank you for the sponsorship of our countdown. This goes along with McKinney's, and this is mostly directed at you. It's knowledge. I'll give you some knowledge, and I'm going to give you a don't do. Okay, good. Some knowledge. This is for you to, I mean, make sure you file this away in your brain, okay? The pubs, the pubs in Dublin, the majority of them close at 1130 on weeknights. And one on weekends. Okay. All right? Yeah. You're not going to be out there till 3 a.m. All right? Oh, you think they're strict on that? <laughs> yes. They close. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what the locals are doing. There. Okay. The, the majority of pubs close at 1130 on weeknights and 1 a.m. on weekends. Thank you. That's important for me to know. Yeah. There's something else important for you to know, by the way, because I could see you doing this, what? messing this up, too. There's a don't. Don't attempt to imitate an Irish accent. Unless you have it down, you'll be <laughs> tossed out of the pub. You you do not look Irish. Thank you. And if you try, I don't, go ahead. This is a problem. No, I'm going to tell you, this is a problem for me. I don't do it intentionally. But one time I was like hanging out with a guy from, or a buddy from Boston. Uh-huh. At some sort of camp back in uh-huh. high school days. Uh-huh. And I was... <laughs> I was talking for an hour, and by a half hour, I was talking like him. It wasn't intentional. I was talking like I was hearing. Yeah. I caught myself saying, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Why, you have a Boston accent all of a sudden? It's not intentional. So if I do it, it's, it you'll, is. You'll be tossed it will from be, the pub. It will not be intentional, but it could be because I'm speaking how I'm hearing. So I can see myself getting tossed. It will not be intentional. It will not be any sort of mocking of the Irish. Also, apparently, there's plenty of things we can get to in 51 yeah. days, okay? Another one is if an Irishman is not making fun of you, he doesn't like you. Okay. All right. Good. So yeah. if, he, if he's mocking me, that's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good, good. sign. Please, mock away, yeah. sir. Yeah. If he's not making fun of your hair loss. Yes, I am or your... a balding blonde man. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't see many of those types appear, do you? Or your very weak beard. Um, <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep it trimmed, too. I'm not growing that sucker out. Because it's okay. Um, that, uh, then he doesn't, you know, he Good. doesn't well, like I hope you. he mocks me then. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's our countdown to Ireland, to Dublin, <laughs> brought to you by McKinney's Irish Pub at 8th and P. When we come back, Scott Frost is ranked as the worst coach in the conference. Is there anybody who would disagree with that? That's up next on <laughs> Early Break on the Ticket.